0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Eating Salads. It's me again, Austin Crosby. I'm uh, recording a little earlier. It's not yet dark out today, but uh, it's been eventful. So we had some crumble cookies. We had some kava salad for lunch. Very delicious. Very spicy. It reminds me of like a Nashville hot chicken pizza from Walmart, how that was so spicy. It would not have been on the market a decade ago. It just would not have been sold. And uh, Kava is the same deal. They have, you know, it's like a chain of salad places. And I think that they make up their menu of like half of their things are too spicy for the average person. Um, What I really want to talk about, Casey and I just watched Tenet for the first time. Uh, The Christopher Nolan movie. And I've always loved Christopher Nolan's movies. Except for Dunkirk. Dunkirk I thought was kind of uh, boring. But Tenet... I don't know, man. I put it off, right? It's been out for almost two years now. Maybe, Maybe longer than two years. It was an early COVID movie. And... It got mixed reviews. That's something that I can understand from a Christopher Nolan movie. A lot of people are seriously too stupid for his movies. And I do really appreciate that he makes a movie for an average IQ person. And not like the dumbest person in the room. But that being said, this movie was criticized for being too hard to follow and too hard to understand the dialogue. I I don't know how why I can't exactly go back and tell you how I felt at the time. Because I kind of definitely would have gone to the movie theaters to see a movie. I think I didn't want to wear a mask in the theater. That was really it. And I figured that they were going to keep *Tenant* in theaters until you no longer had to wear a mask to see it. I didn't realize that uh, the powers that be were going to make COVID last for years. So time went on. It went to HBO. It's been on HBO. It's just now leaving HBO. That's what made me finally watch it. So let's get into the meat and potatoes of things. I'm going to go with spoilers and stuff because I don't think it really matters um main protagonist Denzel Washington's son which is kind of crazy there's also Michael Caine makes an appearance um Robert Pattinson is in it at at the right amount too for like a Robert Pattinson to be in it um he took it seriously but he wasn't like the main he wasn't, like, reading poetry for half of his scenes or anything like that. Oh, it's like a mixture between Sicario and a 007 movie. Hoyt, uh, I think, was the cinematographer. One of the best. The score was done by a young guy who also did uh, Black Panther, apparently. And the score had a lot of reversed sounds that's something that i'm familiar with and recognized right off the bat i've reversed sounds for film scores before and uh, it's very unsettling and suspenseful and i dig it i uh casey was like getting stressed out by it the music specifically i thought it was pretty cool um circling back to the sicario kind of tie-in the action was well shot well choreographed and genuinely suspenseful and interesting the kind of stuff I mean that you would expect from Christopher Nolan and reminded me of it opens in a similar way to The Dark Knight where it's I don't know it's like it's heist after heist after heist basically it's like every other scene is a heist and uh, you just get this like militarized vibe from the very get-go. that's really interesting and then you get this sense of the character like being alone in the world anyone could double cross him they're using secret phrases with everyone they meet um the espionage is really global so you get that 007 thing and i that's if you see where i'm coming from with the militarized meets the international like wearing suits and stuff like that talking to people just let me talk to him. I'm going to say this to him. I'm going to say that to him. And then, oh, you know, people threatening each other and not just shooting each other square out. For some reason, they want to hear what the other person has to say. Now, the um, right from the beginning, you know that time travel is part of it. Not maybe explicitly stated by the characters in the movie. Some stuff's left up to mystery to an extent. But, um, so when someone saves him unexplicably in the beginning of the movie, you. And there's a very quick shot of an orange keychain hanging from this guy's backpack or whatever, a little paracord bit. And, um,. Yeah, right away, you're like, oh, it's a time traveler. You know what I mean? So, from that, on that level alone, this movie doesn't shine a candle on The Prestige. The Prestige is the best Christopher Nolan movie, followed by Inception. Then probably, you know, all the other ones. This one's up there. This one's like a run-of-the-mill, maybe, actually. right, might be right in the middle. Um, better than Dunkirk. less spectacle though in the scenes anyway so then they get out and they're showing like oh the bullet rewinds itself they take them to like the laboratory and they shoot a gun and then the bullet comes back to the gun or whatever the gun's unloaded the bullets are in the wall and if you hold it a certain way the bullets come back to it and uh you're just kind of left being like huh <laughs> what okay bullets go back to that gun and you know what that this is a movie that everyone's like on a second viewing you're really going to understand it and it's like no i mean that could be his gun later from the movie when the wall that he shot and they then extracted and like fedexed back in time to the beginning of the movie or whatever it's not going to make me be like oh yeah makes sense you know what okay so and it moves on and you're like cool they're meeting people they're doing other cool heists they're talking in codes Um, it introduces the sexy main girl who Casey was like wow she's very tall and thin and then they keep saying shit like that you know through the movie Um, yeah she's she has a child apparently that's another thing you're supposed to believe that she's birthed an eight year old or whatever Um, okay going on There is a couple of really cool scenes, one involving a free port, which is I love that that got put into a film concept of free ports is really interesting. And I think that will make it as close to a uh, household term as ever as possible. It's where you store art so that you don't have to pay taxes on it because you never got it. It's still in transit. You keep you keep extremely valuable goods like art and antiquities in transit. And if no one ever takes delivery of them, they never have to pay taxes. That's how that works. So they go in there to like, try and find a thing, steal a thing. And in it, they obviously, that I mean, they find like a time travel room basically. And they don't want you to think that right away. And it's really cool that in this scene Robert Pattinson's character goes, we're not alone in here. And then they proceed with caution from either side of this. And that's maybe the coolest part of this film is they have these time travel turnstiles, they're called, where someone goes in one side, it rotates, they come out on the other side, and now they're walking backwards in time. They go forward, but time goes backwards around them. And because there's a glass viewing room, you can see what happens. And uh, let me think about that for a second. He goes, comes out both sides. Huh huh? It made sense on the first viewing, and it makes less sense when I think back to it. But there's a scene where we watch the main character like beat up six thugs with ease, and then a couple scenes later during this mission, a completely masked guy spoiler comes out of the machine and fights him in reverse. And you're like, wow, you know, that's crazy how how good he fights this guy that we just saw can fight anybody. And they're, oh, these guys are the same size. And there's this thing they do, again, with the choreography and the sound design, where there's a sound of reverse, there's a squeakiness to it, and watching him, like, go back and forth with this dude who's, like, flopping kind of awkwardly is fun those are good scenes but you're not you watch it and it's not like you don't understand it and that you're so stupid you need to rewind it and play it again and go huh what no you're like yeah he's fighting a reversed guy okay same with later there's a car chase scene following after a heist the heist is cool and then the car chase there they introduce some reverse elements And maybe multiple reversed elements, right? Maybe it's different parties reversing at different times, interacting with people going forward and backwards. And again, this sounds confusing. And it's not that it's not confusing, it's just that it doesn't really matter. When you're watching the movie, you can be like, okay, yeah, some stuff's going in reverse, some stuff's going forward, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just i'm watching it forward so i don't really care and they well okay let's just move on and then later there's a big battle scene at the end where you very much realize like okay half of them are going in forward half of them are going in reverse and uh they're meeting in the middle and they're talking to each other about it and uh we're watching that and In reviews I watched of the movie, they would specifically bring up there's this shot where two teams of people, I believe, shoot rockets at a building, one of them in reverse, one of them in forward, and it hits and the building like blows up and puts itself back together and blows up in in an interesting order, right? Like maybe the one who shot it first was the one going in reverse. And then the next one shot is going forward or vice versa or whatever. And my point being is, yeah, it looks cool in the moment, kind of, you know, it's sure it looks technically really cool. If you're, if you are paying that close of attention, um, to an explosion, like if you the first Transformers movie, people were ranting and raving, I'm sure over how cool everything looked, but a lot of us were kind of tuned out because it's just rubble. It's just explosion. This definitely adds something of importance to pay attention to some nuance and some like really intricate planning that went into, okay, well, when this first rocket hits, this is what happens. Then the next rocket hits and this is what happens. And so, and so, but I tell you what, you just don't really care. I don't. And, uh, another moment, let's see, there was a woman goes, oh, she's remembering something. And she's like, she jumped, and I thought, oh, she looks like the freest woman. And I, in my mind, I'm like, it was her. It was her time traveling. Next. You know what I mean? The, the, when he comes out of the thing and fights himself, I'm like, that's him from the future. Next. You know what I'm saying? Because you do know if, what you're kind of in for. You've seen that there's like, oh, things go in reverse. People are sending stuff from the future. Okay. Who's that going to be? And um, another one happens later. I mean, Robert Pattinson, a big part of him is like, oh, they're running into a a hole and there's a car chasing them. But the car chasing them is honking its horn, like anxiously. And I'm just like, oh, that's their friend from the future. Right. Like, you you know, it is. And uh, they don't. They just keep going. And. Yeah, I mean, that scene plays out quick and it's complicated And if you rewatched it, you might like, you know, but not really. You kind of get it. You kind of get it. Um, Yeah. So that's that movie. You just do watch it and you're like, yeah, okay. It's not something that rewatching it, like the prestige and like Inception's fine. I think Inception has probably more reviewability But The Prestige has a lot because you are legitimately like, which twin was what? Who was who in that? And uh, when you rewatch it, you know immediately in every scene. You're like, oh my god, they did such a good job with their performance portraying the minutiae of who was who. When we didn't even notice the first time. And uh, Shutter Island is another one. Shutter Island you can rewatch and be like, wow, great performance. This one the rewatchability would be like, wow. I mean, they That was in reverse. You know what I mean? Um, and I guess you don't... I don't care. I don't care. If I happen to see it again sometime, that's fine. It's not like it was a bad movie. It was a good movie. And there was... There was a lot of meta stuff that you do appreciate if you like Christopher Nolan. Like, for example, the main guy's called Protagonist. Um... Yeah. So anyway, thank you very much. Come again tomorrow.